You're listening to Run, R-U-N, Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. Hello again and welcome to Revive Us Now podcast. I am your host, Steve Gray, and we're going to talk about revival, but we're going to twist it a little bit into relationships because we are in a historical time in our country. We are coming out of COVID, and we've been cut off from people, cut off from our church and cut off from family, some people. Oh, the poor folks that are, you know, they were sick in a home somewhere and their family couldn't visit them or in the hospital, and we've been cut off. Now we're having to rebuild relationships relationships with people and get back together. I shouldn't say we have to. I say we get to because we're, we're post-pandemic people or coming out of that. And uh, we read, I read an article the other day. Some people, they're kind of rusty. They're rusty in their relationships. And uh, so I want to talk to you about relationships and give you a new slant on it of how to make these things wonderfully work in home, with kids, in marriage. A lot of people got a lot of questions. How do I, how do I build a good relationship in my marriage? and family. But now we have to add, you know, we've lost some relationships with our pastors or friends or leadership or church or relatives or whatever. So I'm going to take you to a scripture here in, in Luke 4 where Jesus, uh, he's already, he defeated the devil in the wilderness. He comes into the synagogue and they, they hand him a scroll. That means he gets to read it and he, un, he unrolls it and he unrolls it to the scripture in Isaiah and he reads this. Now, you might not think this has anything to do with relationships, but hang on. It's going to help you, all right? He reads, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. We know that. We, I've, there's been lots of songs written about it. Great, great scripture. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Well, let me take you further. So here you are, coming out of COVID. You haven't been around your coworkers. Maybe you haven't. You've been working at home. Now you got to go work with them again. It was a lot easier when you, you could uh, work in your pajamas, right? Now you got to put on some decent clothes and go to work and get along with people or go to church and get along with people before you just watched it online, whatever. Uh, but in your relationships now, how do you do it? Well, this, here's the answer. First of all, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Great line. But look at what it produces and then put it in the practical. Put it in the practical. Become this, all right? The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now put it in relationships to proclaim. To do what? To proclaim some good news. The spirit's upon me. I'm in relationships at work, at home, with children. What do I do? I proclaim good news. I'm in a relationship. I got a new girlfriend or boyfriend or I want to get engaged or whatever. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. How do I put that into practicality? He says, well, proclaim freedom. If, if, that, if that person or this child or that church folks or whoever it is, if they're in bondage to anything, then declare to them there's freedom. If you're a prisoner in your mind, prisoner to your past, prisoner to bad things that happened or didn't happen, just your imagination, Proclaim to them freedom. You're a prisoner. Proclaim sight. They can recover their sight. Now you'd say, well, I, I don't even, 
I don't know if I have any friends that are blind. No, 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 no. That's not what we're, we're talking about. We're talking about this is, uh, this is modern day Christian site or in, in our world site. Because all of a sudden you, you, you hear it all the time from Christians going to church and uh, the church changes something, you know, maybe they get a new worship leader and that worship leader, he sings chorus one and then he sings chorus one. And then he sings chorus one, and he just keeps singing that chorus over and over. You walk out of that place, and you say, well, I just don't see why we got to sing that thing over and over and over. Well, you just gave yourself away. The reason you don't see it is you're blind. You need to declare to people, listen to every time people say, I don't see. Because, you know, we <laughs> how many times <laughs> we sang Amazing Grace, I once was blind, but now I see. Then why are you going around saying you don't see? I don't see why we have to talk about money in the church. I don't see why he that pastor believes in tithing. I don't see why he has to preach past 12 o'clock. Well, all you're doing is telling us how blind you are. And uh, so one of the things, the Spirit of the Lord's upon me, I am here to declare you can start seeing. You can see these things. You'll understand by the Spirit of the Lord. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. It says, I'm going to free the oppressed. Now, that's close to a prisoner, but the oppressed are different. They are not captured by thoughts or captured by a bad past or whatever, but they're pushed down. See, the kingdom of God is a lifting up. Lift up your head. Lift up your eyes. He's a lifter of my head. You feel the updraft of his spirit. That's what revival does. You feel the updraft of the spirit of God just lifting you higher and getting you to stand up straight. But the devil comes and the spirit of the world comes and oppresses. It pushes down. The spirit of the Lord's upon me. I am here to proclaim. I know what my job is. What's my job? My job is not to be a victim. My job is not to be, uh, you know, have something in my past tormenting me. My job is the spirit of the Lord is upon me. I'm here to proclaim to you the freedom your oppression can go. I'm here to proclaim to you, this is your year. This is the year of the favor of the Lord. Yeah, so you see how that works? So you go, well, I don't know how to be a dad. The people tell me that, you know, how, how do you become a good dad? I say, well, here's what I did. I became a proclaimer. You know, as soon as a new kid comes to our house, we had, we had kids come in. We had people stay with us, you know, and uh, foster care and all those kinds of things and uh, adoption. Well, as soon as they hit this house, <laughs> hit my house, I start proclaiming, you are in a blessed house. I got good news for you. <clears throat> you are in a blessed place. I got good news for you. Whatever's been holding you captive is going to let go. Whatever you don't understand about God, you're going to start understanding. Whatever's pushed you down so you can't be the person you want to be, we're going to get you lifted up because you're going to start experience the favor of the Lord. You're in a blessed place now. Oh, yeah, I'm not kidding you. I did it and did it and did it and did it and realized that's my role. I got a great role in my relationship to be, whether it be dad or pastor, husband. And so my role is not to get my way. My role is not just to come home and, and just fall into a chair and say, somebody serve me. No, I got a great role. I got the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And I'm going to build a relationship with you by proclaiming, 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 proclaiming. This is the year of the Lord's favor. And so Jesus, after he read that, he, he, sat, he sat down. He said, today, this has been fulfilled in your hearing. 
How, what? How's it fulfilled? Well, it was fulfilled in him. <laughs> he not just said, drop these out of the sky, God. He said, no, it's me. I'm fulfilling these things. I'm walking in this. And that's what you do. You read the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And then you say, spirit's on me. I'm going to become a fulfillment. I am now a proclaimer. The spirit's on me. Now, here's where a lot of people miss it, too, in this modern day age when people, a lot of people playing down church and they want to they don't want to be in the walls of a church. They don't want to be in a building, you know, and that's old. they got to be somewhere else. But let me tell you, or they go out, I'm going to go out in the woods and meet God out in the woods or meet God at the end of my fishing pole or whatever. But we need, in order for the Spirit of the Lord to do these things, we need spiritual encounters. Jesus had a spiritual encounter. He was baptized in the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and that's what he's saying. The Spirit of the Lord's upon me. He had encountered the Spirit of God. And God's favorite way to do that is something called church. You need to get into church. Now, I know modern day things, oh, that's old-fashioned. Let's get a church without walls. We'll go meet on the beach. We'll meet downtown. Those are all good, but they're not a substitute for God's plan. God's original way, if you go ahead and read it for yourself, clear back Old Testament, when God wanted to do something with the regular folks. And do you know most of us are regular folks? We're not Moses. If we're Moses, we'd be up on the mountain with God, right? You know, you want to say, well, I just like to meet with God personally myself in the countryside. Probably not going to happen. You're not Moses. If you're Moses, you can just go up on the mountaintop and meet God, right? But, you know, you get Abraham. Abraham, he's great, you know. Some of these other people in the Bible, yeah, they had encounters. But you know what? The regular folks, they weren't up on the mountain with Moses, and they weren't out going across in the wilderness with Abraham, walking by faith and having him say, I'm going to make you a nation. No, they're just regular folks. And regular folks, when they met God, they met him at the tabernacle. Yeah, they'd come. Here's a tabernacle in the wilderness of Moses. You remember they built the tent and whoo, the people would come and God would come down. And that's how the regular folks met him. Maybe Moses and these greats, maybe you are one of those. But most regular folks, you, you get in the group and you get a group encounter, not a personal encounter, a group encounter. I had somebody <laughs> say to me, you know, he said, is, is Jesus your personal savior? And I said, well... Yeah, but if he's your personal Savior and he's my personal Savior and he's their personal Savior, that's not very personal. <laughs> that's kind of a group. <laughs> he's, the, he's the Savior of the world. He's the Messiah of the universe. And so you're going uh, to get the best spiritual encounter if you encounter it in church you get a group of people together. It's a group thing. Okay, you can go to the beach if you want to, but you don't need the beach if you've got the people. You can go right back into church like we do in air conditioning and heat. <laughs> you know, it's heated. It's air conditioned. Got great music. Because here's the deal. Your goal is to have the Spirit of the Lord come upon you or have somebody with you to help you get a spiritual encounter. Because let me tell you why. Why this is so important. Uh and I got it. Okay, so you're going to go out hunting and you're going to spend some time with Jesus out in the woods. Okay. But that's not how it happens. You see, you get your family, you get people you love, and you go to church. Then God, this is the best. Then God comes down. That's what we hope for. God comes down. And it's an encounter and people all around you, behind you, in front of you, on the platform, on the stage, in the choir, whatever it is. We're encountering God. 
Why is that so important? Because the people standing next to you might be your wife, it might be your kids, it might be a friend, you might be looking up and seeing your pastor. And guess what? When you encounter God, you can't stay mad. <laughs> You'd have to work. When the Spirit of the Lord really comes upon people, you'd have to work to be mad because you can't be. Jesus wasn't mad. He had the Spirit of the Lord upon him. He had a lot of bad people around him, but he wasn't mad. You can't judge people. I'm telling you, we've been in revival. We've been in the Spirit of the Lord. I've seen the glory of the Lord. And that glory comes down and you stand there and you're going like, I can't be mad. That's why it's so wonderful to stand there with your wife or your girlfriend or boyfriend or family, your children, your friends. And you've had, a, you've had some rough times with your kids. And you're starting to get irritated at them. And you're starting, you know, and they're getting irritated at you. Oh, get them in church where there's an encounter church, you know, where you can encounter God. And you know what? Maybe there's tension between you and your wife, you know, and you just say, I don't know what to do. I tried everything. Or you and your husband. I just, you know, I had, um, had one guy said to me, I think the... <laughs> You know, I think the devil's in my marriage. And the wife said, no, I think the devil's in my husband. So you get into that encounter. You get the spirit of the Lord atmosphere. You can't be mad. And I, you just, I've seen it hundreds of times. And there you are. You had a tuffle, you know, and you've had this rup and you've been bickering. and just edgy with each other. And then the spirit of the Lord comes and on you. Next thing you know, you're putting your arm around your wife. You're grabbing hold of your kids. You're picking them up in your arms. And life is different because the, the spiritual encounter, what did it do? It produced mercy. It produced love. It produced forgiveness. It, it, nothing else, nothing else can, can drive that out like an encounter. And I've seen hundreds, maybe thousands over the years of pastors ready to give up on their church they're just so angry at the people and so frustrated and a powerful spiritual encounter comes and they're ready to go back and try it again or hundreds probably probably hundreds of couples come in and said we're ready we're going to get a divorce and there God comes down and they have an encounter it's not just going to church it's not just praying it is the spirit of the Lord is upon at least one of you at least one of you. And it pulls in now a new proclamation. My dear, my wife, I am here to proclaim good news. I'm tired of telling you bad news. I'm going to proclaim some good news to you. I'm here to proclaim freedom to you kids. Freedom. I'm here to say the favor of the Lord, the blessing of God's going to be on our house now. Why? Because the Spirit of the Lord's upon me. I've decided to walk by the Spirit. And that's my job. That's my job, and that's how I'm going to do it. Now I know what to do. I'm dad. I'm the father of this house. I'm dad. The Spirit of the Lord's upon me, and I'm going to bring the blessing. I'm going to proclaim sight to you so you see why. All the things that we talked about. And it drives out all that suspicion and competition and judgment and false conclusions. A lot of people, you know, they came to a false conclusion when it came to Jesus. They said he's of the devil. Well, that's a false conclusion. That wasn't true. You get people doing that to each other. If you don't get this, you're going to come to false conclusions and you're going to push people out of your life that God put in your life to be a blessing. But you're mad. You're upset. You're offended. Well, how do you heal that? Huh? The Spirit of the Lord come upon you. It'll go away. You can't be mad. You can't be angry. You can't be jealous. You can't be judging if the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. And you know, there's a lot of good stuff. Is counseling good? Yeah. We got a, we got a full-time counselor. On staff here at our church, yeah, counseling is good. How about renewing your vows? Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. How about a second honeymoon or a third honeymoon? 
You know, all right, wonderful. But nothing frees the heart, the mind, the soul. Nothing renews, nothing heals, nothing delivers by the Spirit of the Lord coming upon you. And that's what God created church for, for his own people. Yeah, we need to get people saved. Yeah, we need to get new folks going with God. But his own people sustain their relationship with God Love God with all your heart and with each other. Love your neighbor as yourself by a spiritual encounter where they can say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now I know what my job is. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And so just to conclude this, think of this. You might feel the way you do about your husband, your wife, your kids, your job, your pastor, your church. You know why? Because you're just too far away from God. You get an encounter with God, everything's going to feel different. Everything's going to look different. And you can go forth and be a proclaimer of good news and say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I hope this helps your life. Until next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.